Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of Mostly Nerdy Nonsense with Jim and Zane, where what we talk about is in our name, and I'm your host Zane. And I'm Jim, and you can follow us on Twitter at Nonsense Nerds, and on Instagram at Mostly underscore Nerdy underscore Nonsense. Good call. And we also have Mark from Class Stacks with us tonight. How are you, Mark? Good. <laughs> well, wasn't that very felt delayed, I feel like you... <laughs> Um, I mean, you can follow Class Stacks Radio at CStacks on Twitter. I don't think we have an Instagram, but that's okay. I don't know what kind of things we yeah. would post on there, but I'm sure they wouldn't be great. <laughs> I mean, you guys shit post on your Twitter, so you could probably shit post on Instagram. Is Pierce Steven still doing that? I mean, he threw me off the other day because he tweeted something at Zane from the Class Stacks Twitter, I think. And then I got the notification <laughs> of the reply, and I was like... Did I send this message? I don't remember sending this message. <laughs> it really kind of threw me off for a good like five minutes until I was like, oh, Pierce sent that message. <laughs> uh, but we're going to start with our normal uh, like weekly nonsense. So that's like news, updates, stuff we've been into the last week or so. Um, do you guys have anything to start off with? Well, I was just saying, then we're going to talk about Doctor Strange. Yes, we are. I'm very excited to talk about Doctor Strange. I feel like there's a lot of things to say about it. Um, I don't have anything specific that we haven't, that we didn't just talk about in our last episode, because behind the curtains, we're recording these one day apart, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, have, so I have cultivated big. news for both episodes. We do have news for this episode, but as far as me specifically, I don't have anything. Mark, you haven't been on in a while. What have you been up to? Uh, um, <laughs> I'm not just about anything. Sorry. I was, I wasn't paying attention. No. <laughs> Mostly like... Like, stuff you've been watching, stuff you've been kind of, or, like, reading, or news about stuff you want to watch, you know, that type of stuff. I guess we never really got your specific opinions about Moon Knight, you know? Like, yeah, uh, I guess we can talk about that later if that comes up, but, because I do have a point, <laughs> I I do have a point I, I want to make with that, but, no, I just started watching, uh, re-watching AP Bio, because I've never watched it. To uh, I don't know if it's still going, but I've never watched all of it. You know, now that we have Paramount Plus, I think that the third or fourth season, whenever it got another season that wasn't on TBS or whatever it was, it ended up, I'm pretty sure, on Paramount Plus. That's so what I, I'm watching it on. I think, yeah, I think that there's another season that we haven't seen at all. I haven't even, I haven't even, I didn't even watch the second one. There's a lot of stuff that I haven't mm. seen. Oh yeah, the second season's good, for sure. That's a great show. Yeah, I think I've just seen the first season. Yeah, it's a lot funnier than I remember. He yeah. shits on Sharika so hard that entire show, <laughs> and I love it. What's her name, right? Sharika Sarkar. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen him. Yeah, yeah. Remember that name. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but no. the first thing I've. Sorry, Mark. I did not mean to cut you off. Oh uh, no, you're good. It's your show. <laughs> Uh, but the first thing I've got in our like news is kind of a bummer. Uh, comics artist George Perez passed away this last weekend. He um, was very influential on like mid '80s, '90s comics. He's most famous for uh, being the artist in the Crisis on Infinite Earths and Infinity Gauntlet, and then drawing the costume designs for the new Teen Titans. So like a lot of things that we have in pop culture today exists because this guy drew it the way he did. 
Yeah, I, uh, I especially know him from when he showed up on Comic Book Men. Um, that was, yeah. like, I'd, I'd heard the name before, but that was really the first time I'd ever seen him, um, in, in person, for sure, but the, the first time that I was exposed specifically to his artwork, and, yeah, man, it's, it's too bad that he's, he's gone at that point. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, like, he just did some of the things that have been the most influential, especially, I mean, like, we got a realization of the Infinity Gauntlet story in the movies, like, just recently, you know, like, Without that book, we don't have that. We don't have Infinity War, or Endgame, or maybe the MCU as a whole. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, it's tough to see him go. I might have to, you know, next time I'm at the shop, check out some of his books. Maybe grab something here or there. Yeah, I want to read uh, uh, some of his Teen Titans stuff. <clears throat> Apparently, he, he did a, a run on Wonder Woman too. I'm pretty sure, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that might be what I end up checking out. Um, but like I said, he wrote Teen Titans, and we got, um, like, especially, like, Dick Grayson's costume with, like, the blue and gold with, like, the black undersuit is a big thing that he created. Um, but speaking of Dick Grayson and the Gotham Knights, the game got their first, like, gameplay footage, and it looks like ass, <laughs> uh, yeah. in my opinion. The game does not... I had high hopes. I really, really did. But it just looks bad. Uh, Nightwing has a Fortnite glider. Red Hood has superpowers and is like eight feet tall and looks like Shrek from Shrek Two when he turns into a person. <laughs> now that's a handsome man right there. <clears throat> but it doesn't work. <laughs> I I agree, handsome, but not Jason Todd. That's not how Jason Todd looks. Do you guys ever think about that? Like, why was Shrek so handsome as a person, and then be like? Was Shrek just, like, the hottest ogre there was? Like, was he hot as... We don't ever see any other ogres, you know? Well, no, I think we do. In the fourth movie, you see some other ones, and they're... eh. You're right. He was definitely the the hottest Shrek, or the hottest (laughs) ogre. Shrek is love. (laughs) Shrek is life. Sorry. I I, I just thought... Bring it up, I guess. No, you're not wrong. I mean, he no, was it's a good apparently point. handsome enough to make Fiona fall in love with him. So yeah, for real. <clears throat> maybe your favorite um, color is green. I don't know. Maybe. I feel like that would definitely play into that because I feel like if her favorite color is blue, Shrek is not really going to do it for her. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, maybe other parts of him are blue. Maybe. That that's another. I don't need to know that. I really. I have no interest in what their uh, their sex life is like. I'm sure it's awful. I mean, we <laughs> we at least know that it exists based on the fact that they have children, which yeah. just kind of sucks to know. You guys are saying it would suck to see that, but a donkey has kids with a dragon in that show. I, yeah, I'm more dude. interested in that. Honestly, I just want to know the mechanics of it. <laughs> <laughs> just from like a research standpoint i feel like i need to learn <laughs> i mean based on her size i feel like he could kind of just slide in there wholesale so i'm already done with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's tough uh, okay wait, um, uh, we don't need to talk about shrek anymore 
other other news uh guardians 3 <laughs> wrapped filming this week along with their so it's like guardians 3 and their holiday special they're doing both are finished filming and now go into post-production and hopefully we'll see a trailer by the end of this year that's weird to think about i did he hop on that like directly after peacemaker or was he yep okay huh that, that yeah, well like... he actually that... shot um the end cameos of Peacemaker, so like the Justice League cameos were shot in the Marvel lot oh, yeah, for, while he was oh, doing yeah, Guardians 3. Yeah, yeah I, I think you told me that, honestly. Um, <laughs> wait, uh, I know off topic, but who's directing uh, Love and Thunder? Taika. Taika Waititi. Okay. I, uh, I'm going to pretend I know who that is, but cool. He was the same guy as Ragnarok. I mean, he, he also does... Yeah, he did Ragnarok. The shadows. Um, he did that, that Hitler movie where that one kid's best friend was an imaginary Jojo Rabbit. Dude, I want to see Jojo Rabbit so hard. I don't know. Me too. I've heard it's fantastic, but I haven't Uh, watched it. He he plays Hitler in that. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then he, um, is the one that does that, like, our flag means death and plays Blackbeard on the show on HBO Max. I need to watch that. I've heard good things. I watched the first episode, and it didn't, like, grab me, but I'm planning to watch more of it still. See, like, not that this is a bad thing, but, like, I heard that it gets, like, weirdly gay, like, in the later season. Yeah, I I heard that, too. (laughs) I mean, they are pirates. Yeah, Yeah. like, like, I guess they make Blackbeard... What I heard, spoiler alert, I guess, is, like, they make (laughs) Blackbeard and the main character be in a gay relationship together. I also heard that. And, like... I, I don't know. I guess the thing's like, people don't really have a problem with it being on the show, but it's like, why Blackbeard, I guess? I don't know. Well, who I is mean, that? Blackbeard is also one of those people who's, like, debatably real. So, like, whether he's real or not is up for debate. So, like, his sexuality is up for the wind at that point. Like, Who was yeah, the one Who was the one emperor in ancient Greece that was frowned upon for being gay, but only because he was a bottom? <laughs> I, I don't know. What? <laughs> yeah, dude, apparently, that was a, I can't remember who it was, but just, that reminded me of it, like, is Blackbeard a, a bottom? Is that why it's a problem? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> is that Black why you were a problem with it, Jim? <laughs> Listen, if he was giving it to him, I wouldn't have a problem with it. <laughs> he was establishing dominance. <laughs> But no, I, like I said, I, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying, like, there are people who apparently do. I haven't seen yeah, the I show mean, myself. It's a goofy show, but, I mean, pretty funny. None, like, I mean, it's Taika Waititi. That dude always makes funny stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, as long as he's laying pipe, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> in one form or another. <laughs> um, he also um, made but, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, too. Oh, I think we might have said that, but... Yeah, um, so Guardians 3 wrapped filming. They announced that Loki Season 2 will start filming in the first week of June. And that's really all they've said about it. Did as well? Oh, yeah, that's the next one on my list. Ahsoka just started full production. They are filming. Um, Dave Filoni posted a picture of his classic cowboy hat. On the back of, like, the director's chair with Ahsoka on, like, the back of it. So, I have a question. Um, hopefully you guys can answer it. It's about Loki and WandaVision. Okay. Okay. Is the difference between the multiverse and 
the sacred timeline is that there's a Kang in each universe that keeps their timeline intact. And the difference is is that if the timeline splits, it, it creates multiverses or alternate realities inside that one universe. Well, see, so I, I, I just wanted to say, like, to me, if I'm thinking of, of something that I can relate this to, I'm going to relate it to the Arrowverse, where the Flash travels through time <laughs> all the time, but the Legends are always traveling through... Or, no, excuse me. The Flash travels multiverses all the time, but the Legends are always traveling through time. Like, the two... Like, time travel and multiverse travel aren't necessarily the same thing. Well, I could have told you that. Right. So, so Loki deals, to me, more with, like, time, whereas Strange is literally just hopping dimensions. So, I think where the break question. happens is at the end of Loki, when He Who Remains is removed from the sacred timeline, the timeline becomes no more, and the multiverse erupts from that. Because his existence is out of time, but keeping time. So when no one is out of time to keep time, the multiverse splits, and that's where the multiverse, like, starts. See, I, So, like, after, He Who after Remains Loki... being removed from his spot is what makes, like, the spell in Spider-Man go so poorly. Okay, I can see that point of view, but to, to me, after watching the, like, totality of the Loki show, the sacred timeline, to me, seemed like a fallacy. Like, it wasn't actually a real thing. It was just what Kang was trying to create. So, while Kang was, you know, destroying these other timelines that were, like, quote-unquote, breaking the sacred timeline, that doesn't also mean that multiverses don't exist. Like, he's controlling the sacred timeline, quote-unquote, for that multiverse. For that universe. But then there are also other multiverses where that shit's also going on. Do you know what I mean? I mean, kind of. I, I'm kind of just, like, repeating what I heard Kevin Feige say during the Doctor Strange red carpet. So that's, that's where I got a lot of that, is from... Like, the, the man himself, you know? So, you should have specified that <laughs> when you said it. <laughs> um, and can you clarify it one more time, what Kevin Feige said? So, basically, um, he was saying that, like, the, the the one who remains being removed from his position is what made things go wrong in Spider-Man with the spell, which essentially is why the multiverse is able to break open now, is because there's nobody controlling one singular timeline. So the branches that they were clipping were the multiverse. Like, the pruned branches were multiverses they were getting rid of that didn't match the sacred timeline. Okay, I guess. That still doesn't totally click with me. I don't know about you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it I, makes sense in theory, but, like, the places they went, like... The sacred timeline was intact until, I don't know, why, why were they paint in one? If that, I don't if know, that's man. the reason. And also, like, since, like, to get into the Doctor Strange of it all, to jump ahead a little bit, mild spoilers, but, like, America Chavez, right, is supposed to be a, yeah. she's, the, she's the only quote-unquote nexus being that we know of at this point. She's yes. the only one of her that exists across the multiverse. So, mm-hmm. 
if the multiverse didn't exist, well, I guess it doesn't totally contradict it, but I was going to say if the multiverse didn't exist until Loki, then what would be the point of her? But, but, well, but that Kang, Kang uh, removing her from all timelines prevents the Scarlet Witch from being a problem. I was about to say though, WandaVision happens before Loki does. Yes. Well, I mean, regardless of when Loki happens, I guess it's kind of outside of time, but yeah, but like chronologically, chrono- like storytelling yeah. wise. Yeah. So like there is the hint of other universes existing where her kids are alive or whatever prior to the quote-unquote multiverse being unleashed i don't know i think it's i think it's muddy to say the least i think they have a lot of stuff to tell the audience about how all the the quantum mechanics works which is probably where ant-man comes into a lot of this yeah i i guess i think that ant-man quantum quantum mania you know i think that that's going to dive into the micronauts which I know nothing about, but the hell is a micronaut? That's like the civilization. That's the civilization oh, that lives in the quantum okay. realm. Oh, okay. I know but what you're talking there, about now. That, like, there was also a you yeah, see them for comic. like twenty seconds. I mean, kinda, yeah. But I mean, there was also a Marvel comic called the Micronauts, and they live like mm. on that level. Okay. I don't know much about it, but I've only I've seen the. I've seen the titles at the comic book store. That's about as much as I know about it. I understand. Okay. Um, I only have one more piece of news, but I feel like we can skip it and just jump right into Strange. You know, like, I feel like we kind of started the conversation already. Yeah, I, I got a lot to say. <laughs> oh, no, Me too. No. <laughs> um, so, do we want to kind of, like, work through the movie or kind of just jump in and whatever comes up, comes up? Well... I think that we should maybe spend five minutes-ish between the three of us giving, like, a non-spoilery, sort of. Just in case in case someone uh, of the ten of you listening haven't seen the movie. <laughs> <clears throat> maybe just yeah, kind of give the time this overall... is out, you will have theoretically had ample time to see it, but, I mean, I don't know your schedule. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you work on our time. <laughs> But no, I, I, mean, I mean, I enjoyed it. I think it's murky. I think there's parts of it that are very confusing and that they have stuff to clarify down the road. But I think the movie, as one like self-contained thing, like works front to back pretty well. Were you able to see it a second time? Not yet. If no, I, yeah, I don't think I I'll have, be able to for a little while. I haven't either, and I, I really wish I could have. But I, I, I genuinely liked it. I walked out of the movie... Happiest punch. I mean, I oh, don't yeah, know. Oh yeah, no, me too. I happiest pie. <laughs> I don't know. There's some sort of euphemism with punch. I don't know. It's yeah, not that one. <laughs> punch like Either punch way. drunk. Like I've heard that, but no, I don't know what it was. Either way, let's let, let's move on. It didn't have to be a thing, but now it is. Either way, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. Um, I. I didn't know what I was expecting as far as what we would see multiverse-wise. I think a lot of us got our hype a little too much ahead of ourselves as far as what we thought it was going to be as an event. It was definitely more of a contained Doctor Strange movie with a couple cool cameos, but it wasn't... I think a lot of us thought that it was going to be, like, 
and, and see game. that's what I wanted going in was a self-contained Doctor Strange story just set in the multiverse. I didn't want it to be a cameo fest because that yeah. would just, in my opinion, detract from the character. You know, I think that might have been part of the reason I was like pleased with it. Um, but but yeah, I uh, I think a lot of us thought it was going to be like some end game level event as far as cameos go, and that's just not what it was. Um, I, I don't know. I think that a lot of us weren't totally sure who the villain was going to be going in. That was kind of a surprise once we actually started watching the movie. It was very clearly <laughs> and very early on in the movie apparent who the villain was. Um, I, dude, I think even the trailers kind of was it was telltale. I think that oh, anybody expecting anything but who we got, I don't know. I just feel like that to me made the most sense. It, I, I guess it depends on how many trailers you saw. Because I only saw the first one. So I kind of mm. thought that like an evil version of Strange might be the villain. Or something like that. I gotcha. I didn't they think definitely, that... In the first trailer, they definitely make it look that way. I didn't think that America Chavez would be as pivotal of a character as she was in the movie going into it. I had no idea that she was going to be a main character at that point. Um, I, I honestly didn't know that either. I figured she would kind of like show up like halfway through and help them solve whatever was going on. But for her to be in it as much as she was i think as a newcomer to the mcu competing for screen time with strange wong and wanda she did fantastic yeah i i mean i didn't have a problem with her acting at all i thought she was great i yeah i thought the acting was good i thought the character was really cool um like one the thing powers that... were strange i guess but i liked how they like portrayed them one thing i thought was kind of funny <laughs> was like Apparently there was a small sect of people on Twitter that were upset that I guess like I so I I, I want to press preface this with the fact that I don't know the exact race that America Chavez is or the exact race that our actress was, but it was something along the lines of like she was supposed to be Puerto Rican and she's actually Venezuelan or something like that, and and there were people who were upset that. about that, and I'm like. <laughs> how is how is that a, a point of controversy at this point? You know what I mean? When we're when we're gender bending and race bending characters, that's something that you're gonna like get up in arms about. Oh, uh, Joe, that's pretty bigoted of you if you ask me. I, I mean, no, honestly, she I, is one I, of I the first like give two shits about, like about that. I mean, Latin <laughs> descent, Spanish speaking characters in any superhero movie, I think. Yeah, no, I think she's. Pretty much like the first title character, not title character, but like I would call her main supporting. You know, like yeah, yeah, for sure. But no, I, I yeah, um, I thought she did a fantastic job. I I actually really liked her character. The first time we saw her star portal open up, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. But as it kept happening in the movie, I liked it more and more. No, I have a problem. I with kind that. of felt the same way <laughs> because like she has a star on her jean jacket so if you're telling me she had a picture of a dildo or just a penis on the back of her shirt then that's the shape the portal would be i I i think you're you're thinking the wrong direction here yeah i think that if her portal was already in the shape of a penis then yeah that's what would be on her shirt. <laughs> but <laughs> you got your order of operations a little mixed up there. <laughs> yeah, I think she has the star on her jacket because it seems like when her portals form, they kind of form behind her in a star. And then hence the jacket. 
not the other way around. But it's just painted on there. Yeah, she did that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just like the multiverse just gifted her this jacket. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like she sneezed and opened a portal and some guy just dropped a jean jacket at her feet. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem with the star. I have a problem that it looks like a fourth grader drew it. It's just <laughs> like this fat, chunky, five-pointed star. Like you could have made it look a little. So you'd rather it be like tight points on the sides, then? Um. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. at that okay. point, I think that it should have been a hexagon, because any other time we see, not necessarily dimension travel, but um, anytime anyone in the Guardians movies, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like hyperdrive or whatever, it opens up a hexagon in the sky. And that's yeah, what that's they, like, like a whole different thing. Mm, no, that's sure. It, that's different. Um, I think it depends on the ship because in Guardians it's hexagons and it looks like that. I think it's always hexagons. No, there's there's um. Like, I I just I, I just don't... rewatched a bunch of Marvel movies and I know in a lot of them that it's it's not just that. See, so, yeah, I don't when think they... Captain Marvel like nothing like that happens in Captain Marvel. Yeah, but I can't think of any other time. That they actually, I can't remember what they call it. It's not light speed. It's not hyperdrive. Whatever they call it. Yeah, I but like only, I think they their only version ever of do that. it. Yeah, I think they only ever do it in the Guardians movies, and then once in like Infinity War or Endgame, and it was always. But that's like gone. strictly for for space travel, you know? Like that's just how it works. She's I don't like agree with you cutting, on that. She's oh. cutting through dimensions. I don't disagree with you on that aspect. I just think that it would have been a little cooler. Maybe a little less cheesy eh. if it followed that through line of the previous movies. Maybe I I, I really don't know. I liked the, as again, the stars went on. I liked them more the first time. I'm well, like, that's oh, what I was gonna say again. But me personally, I didn't really have a problem with it. I I did think it was cool. That's what, and also, I think out of all Marvel movies, this one has the most cheese stank to it. It's, this movie has a lot of cheese in it. But that was on purpose. That, that's Raimi though. <laughs> I know, yeah, I think I just, that was partially the. The directing and some of the writing. I think maybe you should have rewatched the original three Spider-Man movies to get a feel for what that director is like. But I mean that that the cheese is is one hundred percent Raimi, and it was there on purpose. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, um, I, I, can't, I can't remember. For I mentioned it in the Moon Knight one. I'm finally gonna actually say what it was. The one is line this a that spoiler I, alert thing. This is or a is this like thing. just a line? I mean, we're we're fairly into spoilers. I think. At the, well, I guess we, we aren't technically. We we pretty much are. We've kind of transitioned into spoilers at this point. So so full whoop, spoilers. Whoop, spoiler yeah. alert. Um, but at the end of the movie, when Doctor Strange is like when he finally passes the scalpel or whatever to America, when she's like getting, she's laying there on the table, and he's like, "Hold on, I'm gonna do something else." And then he goes over to America, and he's like, <laughs> "Hey, kid." You can do this. Like, that was the one time in the movie where I was like, there, something, literally anything else could have happened instead of that, and I would have preferred it. Yeah, that part was a little weird, just for, like, how high the stakes were. I feel like there needed to be something else there. Oh, for sure. I, like, I can't remember. I had some some 
alternative thing that, that could have happened instead. And at the moment, I can't quite think of what it was. But, yeah, I, that was the one line in the movie where I was like, ah, I was so just... Any superhero movie, any sort of, like, you can do it, kid. I believe in you. <laughs> um, but now that we're in, like, full, full like, spoiler territory, let's kind of, like, start at the beginning and work our way through. I mean, the beginning, like... It, it This is a movie that I think you can't go in blind because if you go in having only seen like a little bit of the MCU stuff and like maybe the first Doctor Strange, like you're going to be kind of confused because the movie doesn't hold your hand at all. You're just, it's just going from the start, which I this really kind of liked. This is the first MCU movie where if you don't have Disney Plus, then you don't know, you don't really know what's going on. I was about to say that. This yeah. is, it, it sets a precedence where like, there were times in the NCU where, you know, you could see Iron Man 2 and then not see anything else and then potentially come back and then see Iron Man 3 and somewhat know what was going on. There'd be a couple things that you wouldn't so, know what was happening. But, so not not only could you not just see Doctor Strange 1 and then see Doctor Strange 2, you would have still had to have seen Infinity War and Endgame to have any clue what was going on. This is the first time... And even then, if you, haven't, if you haven't seen WandaVision... Wanda's arc doesn't make any sense. That's what I was about to say. This is the first time that they require you to also have seen a television show in mm-hmm. order to know what was going on with the characters in the movies, which is a weird precedence was, for them to make. I was talking cool. to my dad about this earlier. Um, we were talking about how, like, we both agreed that, like, the movie didn't hold your hand or, like, want you to... Like, it wanted you to watch other things to watch the movie. But we were talking about how, like, the first Avengers movie could be the only thing that came out and it would still be a good movie. Like, you could go into the first Avengers movie having seen nothing else and still really like that movie because it reintroduces every character, it sets a plot, it sets, a, like, a villain and a conflict, and there's full conflict resolution. Uh, yes, I agree with you on that. I, I would even say, potentially, that the Avengers as a series does that fairly well. If you consider yes. Civil War to be a part of that series, where... If you only watched Avengers, Age of Ultron, Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame, you would pretty much know most of what's going on. Yeah, like there were were other things like you wouldn't quite get, but you could fill in the pieces on your own. Yeah. You'd know who the main characters are, you'd know more or less what's going on. But this movie doesn't do that. And I kind of, I liked the movie better for that, honestly. We're getting to a point of, like, comic book-isms in these movies where, like, they're going to lose people who aren't actually, like, super into it, that are just, like, there for, like, the spectacle of it. It's it's honestly kind of baffling um, that the MCU still pulls the numbers that it does because <laughs> it, would, it would be baffling to know what percentage of the audience has seen everything. And has what percentage has seen absolutely nothing? I think you would be fairly surprised how much have seen 75% or more, I think is a good precedent for it. See, I, I don't you disagree know? with that, but I think that we would also be surprised at how many people walk into a Doctor Strange multiverse of madness having seen zero MCU movies ever. <laughs> I, I think you're right about that, too. I do. 
Um, because, like, that's another thing about Marvel movies that, like, I think works is that, like, they can just be a popcorn movie. If you want to go and see something pretty cool that's action-y and, like, has good acting for the most part and just, hit, like, enjoy a movie, you can probably just do that with any one of them. Yeah. <clears throat> but let's let's dive into this. Mark, you look like you have something to say. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk a lot of shit here, but I just want to get up in, like off the bat I like this movie I want to see it again okay. before I want to see it again because I usually like movies better the second time mm-hmm. um, I'm leaning on a six and a half or a seven for me out of ten on this one uh, like I said there's just too many things that I just thought were stupid and cheesy especially for a Marvel movie and I know we're getting into the whole craziness of it all in this whatever phase we're in now, but I would say Marvel as a whole recently uh, has been losing me as of late. Really? Yeah, and it's it's the CGI fest for me. I, I know it was necessary for this movie, and I was going and expecting that, but even then it was a little too much for me. And even in Moon Knight... I was about to ask, like, now's um, a great time to, for you to mention your thoughts yeah, on Moon Knight. Yeah, it, um, Moon Knight did the opposite for me, where every other um, Disney Plus show has started off slow for me and ended on a high note. Because uh, I, I didn't like Hawkeye, first couple episodes, and I ended up liking it at the end. And I really loved Moon Knight. And then about last, maybe two and a half episodes, I was like, this kind of mm-hmm. jumped the gun. For me, you got like walking alligator gods, and it, it, it was just it was just too much. See, and then I, I, I mentioned no, I don't I don't disagree ep- with you at all. I mentioned it on our last episode when we talked about Moon Knight, but it was the scene when like giant Conchu was fighting giant Amet, and yeah. he like punches her into the pyramid. And I looked at you and I was like, "Damn, that was sick!" And you looked back at me and you were like, "Was it?" <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I don't disagree. I thought that was a little kind of overdone, but I feel like there was there was no way to avoid that the way the show had been, like, putting itself up. Yeah, but, like, Conchu made sense to me. Like, he made sense to me until everyone could see him because he was a god that possessed this avatar, is what they called him, and, like, only he mm-hmm. could see him. Like, that made sense to me. And then all of a sudden they're fighting on the Pyramid of Giza. Well, so we don't know that anyone besides... Mark, Layla, and the followers of Amit could see them. We don't know that for a fact. I well, assume Harrow could probably see it as well. They could see well, everything yeah, else. Well, Harrow, yeah, the followers of Amit. They could see everything else they were um, doing. I think but what it was potentially... Like, at that point, like, could... structural damage becomes the issue. Like, even if you can't see that there's a fight going on, like, when the pyramid all of a sudden is, like, crushed halfway, there you've got to realize that something's going on. Well, see, that's what that's what I, at that point, would think that the civilian would see, is just the pyramid somewhat exploding for no apparent reason. Um, but what I was going to say was, having thought about it now, this kind of just came to me, but what potentially could have been cooler was as Mark and Harrow were fighting, since they were in Egypt, maybe they could have done some version of, like, Ahmet and Khonshu fighting each other with, like, a version of the plagues. You know what I mean? Mm. Does that make sense? Not really. <laughs> Sorry, like, but Ahmet, I don't... Ahmet starts doing, like, blood rain, and then, like, Khonshu counters it with 
something Locus. to do with the night sky or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't like know. The, the biblical plagues of Egypt? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't just know. Just a thought. Just a thought. I, I don't, I don't I think just, it's a terrible idea. I just think it has so, to be worked in there a little more before that just happened. I just know. Just like forces of nature, like them using the forces of nature to fight each other versus them being two giant figures in the sky physically fighting each other. I just don't understand mm-hmm. why Kanchu, like, what uh, if Ahmet does everything by herself, why couldn't Kanchu just do everything by himself? Like, because what's his face? Uh, Ahmet's, what's his name? Is that Tara? Yeah. What? Like, why didn't he get like any more special powers besides just like the little purple staff shooties? That was one thing I was expecting like, was for him to get some sort of suit as well. Yeah, it, it, like, like I I understand Mark's like a servant, but Kanchu is working through Mark, and I guess you can say the same thing about uh, Layla. Yeah. No. Layla and Hero. Yeah. Hero and. Oh yeah, and, and and Layla like. Like, they're the same. Like, they get powers from their god, but, like, mm-hmm. he doesn't I th- as much. I don't like, think I, he gets I, any powers because um, Amit is currently in, like, that little, like, stone statue thing, and he's working to break her out of that. Well, I'm, t- I'm just talking after she was released. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, <clears throat> okay, I understand. My bad. Like, why would we have to have Amit and Khonshu f- CGI fight on the Pyramid of Giza when it could have just been... Layla and Mark versus a more powerful fighting. See, I, well, well, so that's yeah. what I liked about that was how like Mark, Mark Steven and Layla were fighting Harrow on the street level as like the two Colossuses were just beating the shit out of each other like in the background. I thought all that was super cool, um, but I <clears> yeah, <throat> like you said, I definitely think that once Harrow officially became Amet's avatar, he should have gotten some sort of suit or extra abilities because even when Layla became Tawaret's avatar she got she got a dope powers suit powers that don't make any sense See, yeah the, I think probably my favorite suit from the show going back uh, agreed but yeah going back to the numbers like the how well these movies are going to do I think they're going to a getting to a part where they're going to lose a lot of people because for the most part the first 20, what, 20 movies, right? I mean, now we're getting close no, to 30. Well, but I, I didn't say that. Up, I said up the to Endgame was 22. Okay, the, yeah. Up until Endgame, for the most part, all those movies were fairly grounded. I disagree. When, mm-hmm. it com- when, it, when it comes to superhero movies, I mean, like Iron Man, he's just in a, like, he just has a, a, an Iron Suit. Captain America. Phase, phase 1 was a very... Very like street level grounded story all the way through. Phase one, phase two, yeah, phase one, up a little bit, and then. But, it, but, yeah, kind but of, like, you're talking the, as... the first twenty. You're talking the first twenty two movies. You also have Ant Man, The Guardians, all the Thor movies. I mean, like being not grounded is not out of the realm of. Yeah, but now we're just, we're getting the Infinity to a, Saga. We're getting to a ridiculous point where like a zombie Doctor Strange summons. Black goo spirits that they talk like this, <laughs> and then he turns him into a cape and he flies away like that. Like compared to what we had, see, I love that, and that was also that was so the, Sam Raimi. That was the dumbest fucking part of the movie, and I'm gonna stand by that. I hate it. Once that happened, I was like, this movie lost an entire point because that just happened. See, I, I, that didn't bother me that much I at like all. That. It wasn't like 
I like that because just before that, um, who was it? America, I think, was literally just about to send Wanda to to literally help. Like she had a portal opened to what I could only describe in the background as being hell. It was nothing but lava. Oh yeah, that shit looked like Mustafar. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so like, considering America was literally about to send her to hell for Strange to then summon demons because. Sorry to say, I know we've, I know everyone's been saying it since literally, I, I don't know if WandaVision was the first one. I feel like there was something before that, but Mephisto's coming and Mephisto is the dude. I don't think so. I don't think so. She opened a portal to hell, my guy. And strange summoned demons. This is, this is not from a storytelling standpoint. This is from a business standpoint. Anything in a lot of, like, the Asian countries do not allow any kind of marketable product that relates to any kind of devil figure. There is no way in hell that Marvel is going to make the devil their main villain of what will be a billion-dollar movie when they can't sell it to China, Japan, and India. No pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's strictly from a business standpoint. I would like to see Mephisto. I think he has a very interesting place in... Marvel Comics and would play a very cool role in the MCU for some of our characters that have to face these ginormous choices in so the coming movies. I would I would agree with you, but here's the thing. Um, this movie prominently portrayed a lesbian relationship. Is it going to play in China? I mean, I think there's a big difference because we're as in a, a point as where an like, American, the market I is kind of like but... The market is, like, not... I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to, like, put this without sounding weird about it. So, like, a lot of the things, like, themes like that are becoming more popular in movies because it's becoming more of, like, a mainstream idea that, like, that's normality. That is just how people live. That's a lifestyle. That's not, like, this weird out-there sci-fi or, like, demonic type of thing. Those are two very separate ideas. One is one is very much a real-life thing that they're portraying yeah. in fiction... Mm-hmm. And but, it depends on who you talk to. I, I don't disagree well, yeah, with you. Well, yeah, it depends on who is, you talk to. I, did they not remove the gay scenes from Eternals for the release in China? I'm pretty sure. I they think did. they do that, but that's one of the faults of Disney, in my opinion. I think that's kind of bullshit. I don't disagree, but I don't know how you would possibly do that with this movie. What do you mean? How do you the, remove? How do you remove her parents from the movie entirely and still have her character make sense? I mean, it would take one other person and change one line, and that it would take yeah. it would take two, two, two more shots. You just and replace that's, that's one. That's the thing is, like, if you look at like what Mephisto would be and what that was, that was thirty seconds. Yeah, that but, can be like, removed or changed with little effort. Whereas, like Mephisto being a villain or even like a part of the plot is not something you're going to be able to pull and have it make sense. I'm not saying he, that they should can... pull anything like that. He can be the devil and come from a hell dimension without looking like a devil. You know what I mean? I, mean? I guess. Um, I can picture him I looking do... more like a like a Clarion type, even. Mm, I guess but I, I mean, see that. I guess another. I mean, to strengthen Jim's point on that, like they did Hella. She's a goddess of death. I mean, I mean, was... yeah, that's true. Technically, I guess. I just, I just hope even no Surtur kind of looked like. And yeah, exactly. The eastern part of the world. 
I don't know, man. It's just yeah, stuff I, I, I learned you know, in like marketing classes versus like what's real. I don't my I didn't learn a whole lot in those classes. I just kind of was reading things, you know. I think honestly, like 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 you said, I don't know a whole lot about it. But at that point, I think as long as you don't literally call him the devil, I, as long as you just call yeah. him Mephisto, I think that they're in the clear. Okay. I think we've, we've sidetracked ourselves a lot. So, like, where this is all stemming from is, like, Strange possessing a dead body is breaking one of, like, the rules of even, like, it seems like the dark magic. Like, even the dark hold doesn't really like that. So, like, those demons that come and talk to him are essentially coming to, like, drag him to hell. I think, like, quite literally that's their plan is, like, well, you did this. You're coming with us. Like, they're kind of, like, cops. I don't know. And so you said that. <clears throat> you said two different things, though. You said hell and the dark dimension. I don't think that they were going to pull him to the dark dimension, especially... I said the dark hold. Oh, okay. I thought you, I thought you said the dark dimension. I thought you said hell or the dark dimension. No. But I, I think that those are two distinctly different things. Absolutely, yeah. I have uh, no question about that. Especially based on our post credit scene. Yes. Which we'll, which we'll get into, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, man, uh... I think that they, yeah, like you said, I think they were literally there to drag him to hell. Which, if they're going to do that now, I don't know why they would do that if they're not going to continue to go that direction later. So, it seems you know, like I don't know. Strange's themes in, like, Strange is like, I feel like we're never going to deviate from a certain path for him because what happens is he learns about magic, learns about the rules, has a problem, breaks the rule to solve the problem. Learns about more magic, learns about more rules with the magic, has a bigger problem, breaks more rules to solve the problem with the bad magic. He's done it the entire time. His entire character arc has been that. He did it in the first yeah. one. He did it in Infinity War. He sort of did it in Endgame, and he did it again here. That was one complaint that I heard um, about his character in this movie, is that he doesn't really develop at all. He kind of, he, he sort of does Towards the climax, oh, of the I think movie? he develops plenty. I think as a character, he develops, but his character arcs are staying similar. I think it, well, it, he develops a little bit in like the climax of the movie, but then where we end up leaving him at the literal end of the movie, he hasn't changed at all. It's because oh, so he definitely has. Well, I mean, I, I'd say I'd say he has, but I think the most of the reason why people aren't, I think it's 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 Wanda's movie, in my opinion, like. She's, I would agree with that. She's the main character, to me. Yeah, I think calling it the Scarlet Witch in the Multiverse of Madness would have bred just as much success and been more or like, accurate. Or like Doctor Strange and the Scourge of the Scarlet Witch. Something like that. Um, needless it, yeah. to say, at this point, Wanda's our villain. I mean, straight up from the get-go, it's pretty quick that they reveal her as the main antagonist of this movie. Yeah, what? It, like I said, I'm so glad that I didn't watch more than the first trailer because I did not know that going yeah, into the movie. That's why I stopped watching. I watched the teaser and the first trailer. That's it. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, now that I'm done talking a bunch of shit on the movie, I really <laughs> loved Wanda and the like. I wish they would have dove in more into like the horror aspects with her powers because she was pretty scary. Like. Like, yeah, the shit she like when did. she breaks out of the mirror dimension and like twists herself like the Exorcist, like yeah, or, oh the ring, God. I guess, whatever. <laughs> Just how like she can get into people's minds and yeah, yeah, I, I 
Yeah, she for me, she was the best part of the movie. I but, agree for sure. If we're gonna, I talk, definitely agree. I just want to mention some some of the 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 horror highlights. I guess I'd say of the movie. There are legit um, jump scares in this movie that surprised yes. me. Like really yes, made me are. like jump. Um, her straight up um, doing the shining out of the out of the gong. Yeah, was was a big one for me. Um, her breaking Professor X's neck. Yeah, snapping his neck. Oh <laughs> my god. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. That was um, that was so it, crazy. I watched a video about that like whole little fight. Um and in that like dream reality wherever she's in, she doesn't just snap his neck, she pulls his head clean off of his body. Oh, Jesus. Like you see it like go. It it's quick, but like that's definitely what happened. That was a that was a super sick scene. I, I love it. I like it. Um, my only gripe with it ugh, gripe with it is that it should have been longer, and he should have put up more of a fight because he didn't put up a fight at all. And he, in my opinion, is arguably more powerful than she is. Even though it's like I she, no, I, I agree, agree with you. Um, I think the whole fight in general with them took it was too fast. Like it was fast. I, I think she could have wiped a few of them quickly, but to do all of that in like what, two minutes? No. Well, so I think I think one of the bigger complaints about this movie is that it could have been like a half hour longer, um, which I don't disagree with. I think that maybe a good five to ten more minutes of that could have been that fight. Not maybe not maybe just that fight. I don't need a half an hour. I think just give me five more minutes of that and that. Yeah. Five more minutes of that, and then there's a couple other little things I thought the movie was missing, but it didn't um, pull away from it necessarily. One of my favorite. This is actually it is. It's my favorite cameo. Is Anson Mount is fucking back <laughs> as Black Bolt, dude, and I am so hype about that because he was by far and away the best character of that god awful TV show. He was so cool, and his power. I mean, when your looks, character doesn't talk and the TV show shitty, it's not that hard to be the best character. You're not wrong. <laughs> Listen, you're not wrong about that, but. Even they in even this ruined movie. his costume in that show. Uh, his costume? No, if I remember right, it's his costume bad. looked mildly decent. It didn't look as good as it did in the movie, by any means. Um, but his it's also hard to be a bad actor when you literally have one line and it's two words. Um, one thing I would be curious about that I don't know for sure is in the show they did a recreated version of ASL that wasn't actually ASL for the show. I read about so, that. So, so I would be curious to know whether or not he did real ASL when he was, like, talking, like, the, the, the little the show, bit of sign language he did. He made all of the sign language up himself, so that way it didn't contradict American sign language. So, because, like, the Inhumans are, like, semi-alien, not, like... They live on the moon. Correct me if I'm wrong. So they live on the moon. They wouldn't necessarily, like, know any, like, earthly sign language. So he made up, like, true sign language that would be unique to the Inhumans for the show. Or, like, to I him. I did read about that. To him at that point. Yeah, to honestly. him. To him specifically. Um, but, yeah, I, like, his... Uh, again, like, obviously we're fairly deep into spoiler territory. There was whatever their universe version of Doctor Strange was. 838. He, he, when he was like, you just need to kill me. And seeing Black Bolt just say the I'm sorry line and absolutely decimate him. him. 
That is that is like the titular panel of him from the comic is saying I'm sorry mm. as he just decimates whoever was in front of him. Um, super sick to see, but also his death scene was brutal, brutal. disgusting. Oh my god! This whole movie's brutal. It's definitely the most brutal MCU movie to date. And One of the I, I like she she she's like what mouth. And I was like, oh shit, he's going to be powerless for the rest of the movie. And then he just goes, Arr! and then his fucking and head explodes. Oh. And that's, that's the craziest part about it, is it could have been more brutal, because it could have gone out. Like, we could have just seen that dude's head just pop, but it just, yeah. like, collapsed in, which I think is a little more tame. <laughs> Either way. No, it, it definitely popped. It's just that whatever his suit is made of is apparently pretty elastic. Mm, Okay. <laughs> But I think we need to just, like, acknowledge what, like, happened there. So, like, eight, they land in Universe 838. That's where the Illuminati presides. And that Illuminati consists of um, Captain Carter, who is not necessarily the Captain Carter from What If, but she is brought up and, like, introduced to the audience in that. Um, I thought it was cool that it, it seemed like the Illuminati wasn't something that was on top of the Avengers. It just seemed like the Illuminati was that universe's version of what an Avengers would be, based on who was in it. That is what it seemed like. Um, so Baron Mordo is also on it. He took Strange's spot after Strange uh, basically had himself put down. Uh, other than that, we get Professor X, who is in the same chair from the X-Men animated series um, from yeah. the 90s. And that's getting I'm a continuation gl- from Marvel Studios. Yep. I'm glad we watched a couple episodes of that before the show came out. Yeah, before, yeah. Before the movie came out, I mean. And then we get uh, Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel. So essentially in that timeline, Carol Danvers would be the one without powers. Maria Rambeau would have been the one to go on the mission and get the powers. And then right. um, a Black Bolt, obviously. And uh, John Krasinski is Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four. And that's a huge fan cast. And I'm yeah. genuinely shocked they did it. That, I, was, that was the big one for me. That I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, that was... That was awesome, because um, I always saw like the, the fan art, and I was just like, I was like, oh yeah, like he looks like he could definitely do it, but mm-hmm. he had a bigger beard than I was expecting, but it looked good. What did you think of the first MCU Fantastic Four costume? Looked good. I liked it a lot. It was almost exactly what I expected, just kind of a sleek version of it that like i mean the mcu doesn't change a whole lot about costumes they're pretty good about comics accuracy but i didn't think it would be just like a blue and white super bright suit with a big four on his chest it was just kind of small in the center and it had like black highlights and white trim like it was cool i was forgetting uh sorry we're forgetting mordo no he, he mentioned him a couple times um yeah mordo takes uh supreme strange's spot on the illuminati I would say my biggest so another complaint, thing in. Sorry, I was Go gonna ahead, say my biggest complaint about that, about all of that, is as much as I loved seeing John's version of Mister Fantastic, the only things we saw him do was at one point stretchy swing into a scene, and then at one point stretch his arm out like to reaches. punch Wanda. Yeah, that's all we see him do, and. I wanted more than that. If you're going to put him in it, I want to see it just a little bit more than that. That, and I think, ultimately, that he is the reason they got shit-canned so quickly. For being the smartest man alive, 
he like gets down in front of Wanda and he's like, look, I got the strongest guy in the universe right here, man. He will rip you to shreds. And she's like, oh yeah. Yeah, but <clears throat> and it just like seemed, solved the problem. It, it kind of seemed they didn't really know what they were going up against because it's like, oh, we can. That's handle, also true. You, we can handle your little witch. And Doctor Strange's like, the fuck you can, dude. <laughs> so he's really like, no, you can't. So one thing that we know about Wanda from comics is like supposedly in comics she's also supposed to be a Nexus being, like uh, America is actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I hadn't thought about this, but what if the reason that they're not concerned about her is because every other version of her is just, like, a mild-mannered, I don't want to say housewife, but essentially at that point. Well, I think the difference is is that Wanda, Wanda Maximoff is not a Nexus being, but the Scarlet Witch is. That's what I was about to say. So, yeah, she's, she's (laughs) the one version. No, no, you, you... I'm glad you fin- you literally finished my sentence perfectly. Like she is the one version who is the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that that was my assumption of that kind of from the get go at that point. Because they is reference it, <clears throat> Nexus beings in WandaVision. <clears throat> is it because she has the Darkhold? Is she like the one version of Wanda Maximoff that gets a hold of the Darkhold? Is that the reason? It seems like between universes like there's the the Darkhold and the Book of Ashanti it seems like there's only a few of them scattered through the multiverse like not every multiverse universe has one of these books it also seems like she's one of the only universes versions of Wanda who doesn't get to keep her goddamn kids yeah (laughs) so I think another strange thing that like it doesn't detract at all from WandaVision or like her story in this but, like, WandaVision happens over her grief of Vision. So she recreates Vision in her head and gives herself a family with him. But then, in this one, she's searching the multiverse to be with her children, but could not give a shit less whether Vision is with her or not. Honestly, the biggest detraction from this movie to me was the fact that there was no Vision. Not not even that there wasn't any Not even vision. a reference. Yeah, not even a, 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 a namesake. Yeah, no, that was the, that's my one complaint about the movie, is that, like, her whole story in WandaVision is based around this grief of losing Vision, not only losing Vision, but losing him two times in things that I think, that she believes she could have prevented from the start, one of them being Strange's fault. I I guess the only saving grace is that, like, the end of WandaVision, she had a goodbye with Vision and not her kids. Yeah, I guess... To me, it's like, apparently they just couldn't get Paul Bettany for this movie. Because it so much more easily could have been, I want my kids back. Like... Or, or I want my family back. And include Vision in that. You know? The other thing is, though, is like... Oh, you know what? I say that, and that's my one problem with the movie, but like... 616 still has a Vision. She can still just find Vision in 616, where her kids don't actually exist in the 616. Yeah, he's out there. We know this. Yeah, so I guess that kind of that kind of solves that one for me. She doesn't have to, you know, break through the multiverse to find a vision to be with. You know, he still exists. Also, um, just to... I know I'm jumping around, but... I think also the use of CGI just for the sake of CGI was a little bit too much in this movie. 
Like, I love when um, uh, Scar- Scarlet Witch was, um, what was it, like, puppeteering? What was it called in the movie? Uh, daydreaming? Yeah, daydreaming. Or whatever. Something yeah, like she that. was daywalking. Dreamwalking. 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 Yeah, dreamwalking the other, um, uh, I don't, the other Wanda. Wanda, her name just escaped me, sorry, but like, when she was like getting taken over and she's like, she's like walking around and like, the the picture of her like, started looking at her as she was like walking by, I was like, that's really cool, and then she looked down at a teacup, and it's the ocean filling up in the teacup and there's like waves, I was just like, what? Like, well, that did would, confuse me. That seemed really she, out of place. I was like, why would she be seeing that? Like, that that, that <laughs> specifically is CGI just for the sake of CGI. It's like, oh, look what we can do. It's like, cool, but who <laughs> cares? I, I still liked it. I still liked it. I mean, it think... still looked really cool, but I just it didn't serve a point as to where the the picture of her was literally watching her. See, to me, that was, that was yeah. just more Raimi, honestly, at that point. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of the things that come off as, like, weird or campy in this is just, like, his way of direction. And I do think that, like, stylistically, the movie stood out because of that. Well, so I said this to Mark. He, he didn't want any spoilers going in, but we were just, you know, talking each other up, trying to hype each other up, headed to the movie. <laughs> I, there was, I, I headed into the movie, I saw one review that was, like, this is the first Marvel movie that has ever let a director put their actual stamp on a movie. And then I saw another review directly after that that said, this just goes to show that Marvel doesn't let directors put their own stamps on movies. And I think that those two reviews being out there is crazy. The fact that you can say that like Marvel doesn't let directors do things and then watch um, Ragnarok or either the Guardians movie and think that Taika Waititi and James Gunn would have let their vision for those movies go away is insane. Because those two are both like rather heavy-handed in the way they write and direct. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's wild to me. Um, um, but no, I saw the movie with uh, my dad and my buddy Max, and they both seemed to like it as much as I did. Um, Max does not do well with horror movies, so some of the jump scares, like, really got him, which made me laugh. And there were a like few legitimate... Like the one legitimate... where they're walking through the hallway toward that door to the Book of Ashanti, and like strange like closes that door and floods the thing to like trap wanda and she just kind of like comes out of the wall oh my god yeah yeah there was definitely some legit like i would say at least two or three actual jump scares in a sea of legitimate horror tropes that worked so well for this movie um, there was, the there's been a, sh- a debate kind of sparked since the movie, like whether it should have been R-rated or not. I don't think it was that violent enough to warrant that, but like, I don't know. But, so, imagine if Raimi had gotten the green light to make it R. The oh, movie dude, that I we mean, would have the, gotten. The way that we saw the Illuminati die was gruesome enough as it was. But if we get an R-rated movie, you see Captain Carter get split by her shield and then her guts just fall out. Uh, yeah. I, I forgot that that even happened until you just said that. <laughs> and, and to think that that was one of the lesser gruesome deaths of the Illuminati. And yeah, she gets straight up cut in half. I think one of the bullshit deaths of the Illuminati is Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, a statue, really? A yeah. stone statue like, falling on you? What are you, Indiana Jones? Yeah, literally. Like We've seen Carol Danvers with the same power set literally fly through a Star Cruiser... 
that's like ginormous and then just absolutely shit can a bunch of people and this like this version of captain marvel is just like oh no a rock yeah yeah i honestly i didn't think i thought that that like knocked her out i didn't think that it killed her so for her to like not have shown up later on was kind of surprising also the the MacGuffin of this movie there's two there was the book of ashanti and there's america the Mm -hmm. book of ashanti it was literally destroyed as soon as as soon as it was on screen See, for me, as yeah. soon as they brought it up, as soon as they mentioned it, from the get-go when they were, like, trying to get it, all I could think of was the Dragon Scroll from Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. <laughs> where I was like, I was like, they're going to open it, and it's just going to be a reflection of themselves, and that's what it's going to be. I would have hated that. I straight up would have hated that. <laughs> that probably could have dropped the movie two points for me. Like, that would have been a terrible choice. I didn't think it was literally going to be that, but I thought that it was going to be a similar Any sort of Any version of that. No, because, like, Strange says that, like, that the Book of Ashanti is the antithesis of the Darkhold. So it has to be something that can either counteract it or prevent the Darkhold in the first place. It's the Lighthold. Mm. Essentially, yes. I mean, they could have just called it that, honestly. <laughs> I would have hated that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. That and I mean, because like the Book of Ashanti, along with the Dark Holder, both like comic book things. Like, why not use the the reference material? Um, one thing that I think is super interesting, especially now that we're getting into multiverses, and especially that this show ended with the concept of multiverses, is I so much hope that we get some Agents of Shield back into oh the MCU, God. because dude, Agents of Shield. Uh, season was four was terrible. Season four, it was all about the Darkhold. That's the whole reason, like the Ghost Rider arc was a thing. All about the Darkhold, wasn't it? And, and then the show ended with like I multiverse timelines. I didn't watch up to that point. Like I watched up until that season, and then I just dropped off. Like I thought the first three seasons were pretty cool, and then after that, I fell off. I wasn't really about it. But I mean, at this point, anything is fair game. I think. Like, literally anything Marvel has ever touched is fair game for, like, things they could pull in, things they could reference, like... I mean, they referenced the 90s X-Men cartoon. Like, not only referenced it, but, like, directly pulled from it. And, as as wild as that seems, to me, the wilder thing is that they brought freaking Anson Mount back as Black Bolt. From that god-awful... Especially how bad that show performed. Oh, they pretended it didn't exist. <laughs> they were like, yeah. oh yeah, it happened, but we're literally just going to completely ignore it. Until now. And so, if they're going to bring that back, I'm literally, I-, I will shit my pants the moment Phil Coulson shows back up in the MCU. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm just saying, if they do, if, like, obviously they're going to do another Fantastic Four movie, because that's like their broken house part of their studio. If John Krasinski is not... Um, Mr. Mr. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. I'm not going to watch it. I think they'll See, lose a lot of people if he's not. Yeah, because they already... I mean... just I already swore. They're going to cock-tease us with him in this movie and then not give us John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic in the actual movie? Yeah, I think yeah. that would be a bunch of bullshit. 
Especially because, like, when you look at a lot of the characters that were on the Illuminati, they were the leaders of greater teams than just, like, their own individual characters being important. So, like, Black Bolt was pre-established. Like, that Black Bolt specifically was the leader of the Inhumans. We know that. That Professor X led the 93 X-Men, 95 X-Men, whatever year it was. Um, Captain Carter, at that point, would have led those Avengers. So, like, for John Krasinski not to lead some form of Fantastic Four would be crazy to me. I, I didn't think about it until just now, but what a way for them to sweep the Inhuman show under the rug is to say, oh yeah, it just happened in that universe. Not, Not even that, dude. You could just say that that shit, you know, something happened in the timeline, the Inhumans don't exist in 616, but they're going to. Yeah, you know, like... I well, see, I, I still really hope it's Black Bolt. I just, it's the same guy, you know. I, I, whatever, you know, I, just don't, I, I don't I know what like they're going to do. I feel like a lot of, that. a lot of them, it, let's say they are one-off cameos, then they made so much money to do them. Because as like, like if I'm in John Krasinski's spot, I'm done with The Office, I have a legacy because of that. I'm doing Jack Ryan for Amazon and I have established myself as a good director if my agent got a hold of me and said, like, hey, Marvel wants you to be in a movie for about 12 minutes. Can you do that? I would say I either need a paycheck or a contract. Not doing it without both. Or one of, the, one of like, them, you know? I See, for if I was John Krasinski, it wouldn't be a paycheck. It'd be a contract. No, and I agree. Um, like, if, let's say, I sign a contract that the Multiverse of Madness is my first appearance of eight... I'll take a little paycheck for that because it's a little part in the movie. But if that's the only time I'm going to play that character, they are going to pay me for it. Yeah. yeah. And no. I'm sure yeah. that that happened. If that's the case, that's what happened. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you on that at all. Um, uh, I think that if they're not going to actually use him as Mr. Fantastic, that is mm-hmm. the biggest meme the MCU has ever pulled off. <laughs> to a point that it would almost piss me off. And if if they're not going to use him as Mr. Fantastic, it goddamn better be Rahul. I, I can agree with that. I think that, like, they'll lose a lot of people. They won't lose me specifically because, like, I have yet to see Marvel miss on a casting. Especially for an important character like that. Like, I am pretty confident in their ability to fill a role to a point where, like, it's a casting that I won't forget of that character. Like, it would take a lot for them to recast Iron Man because Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, you know what I mean? Like, even with, like, Chris Hemsworth, we're not going to see another Thor Odinson anytime soon if that if that dude leaves the MCU, you know? Like, we're not going to see a lot of these characters rehashed, maybe ever, under the Marvel Studios title. Like, if they something happens and the MCU comes to a close and then they reboot, that's different. But that's decades away. We're at a point where like they're casting legendary characters, and these actors are going to be known for that for the rest of their careers. Yeah. Um, at that point, I don't disagree that like yeah, he if he's signing up, it should be for the long run. Um, yeah. But under I, the I same... do want to see John Krasinski more. After seeing him in the movie, I was more convinced that I wanted him yeah. as Mister Fantastic. Yeah. I was skeptical yeah, of the fan cast, but like seeing him really locked it in. But I was going to say that at the same time, I legitimately went into this movie 100% expecting to see Tom Cruise as Iron Man. Me too. 
Me too. Not to say that I wasn't upset that I didn't see it, because I was kind of glad that I didn't <laughs> see it, but I, I, that, I went into this movie expecting that, so... There was yeah. one person in our theater where they went to, um, what, what were those, uh, universes called where, like, everything, like, sh- when shit hit the fan, it was, uh, what was the word they used for it? An incursion. Oh, the incursions? Incursion, yeah. That, that was when shit hit the fan. Point. That was when, when two yeah, universes yeah, collided. Yeah, I, that's what I meant. But yeah. when they were in the incursion universe and they were walking around, like, the ghost city, like there's like this like little red floating beam, and the one person in the theater was like, oh, <laughs> "The Flash." Oh yeah, I remember I heard that too. Where I was like, we literally looked at each other and we were like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> so not for nothing, but the Flash did appear in Marvel Comics at one point. Yeah, but I don't know for that to be your uh, first they would assumption. never. No, I don't know what that was. I assume it was just something of the incursion. That we'll get maybe a glimpse at later on. Because incursion is a big comics word. Like a big one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but... Um, I think... Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just gonna... Say my wrap-up. Just just overall. Like, I'm not done talking, but... Yeah, just overall, I talked <laughs> a lot of shit. At, at first, but... Overall, I, I liked the movie. Like, it was a good movie. There's a lot to like about it. The action scenes were good. The acting was good. The casting was great. I remember leaving the theater, you said, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts now, having some retrospective on it, but like you said that you kind of hoped that we didn't see a whole lot of America moving forward. Do you still feel that way? Um, a little bit, yeah. I just think her powers are dumb. I think that with her learning real magic, that she'll become an even cooler character going forward. Um, yeah. I... I mean, you can say this about any of the past previous couple of Marvel properties that we got. We're hard-pressed at this point to say that they're not setting up, like, a Young Avengers, whether they call it that or not. Oh, dude. My bet is... 100% doing the Young Avengers. I I think they're going to call it Champions. That's what my money's on. But, yeah. Because, I mean, if you look at how, like, the phases are structured, they're, like, building these teams as they go. So phase four is kind of like deconstructed because the the Avengers, for all intents and purposes, are disassembled. They don't really exist at that point. So for the young Avengers to kind of take a role in being like a superhero team could then lead to the Avengers rebranding and coming back, I think. I can't remember. If, I think I might have said this on like Class Tax Radio or something at some point. Um, I don't think I've ever said it on here. I might, I might have. But I think that they will never actually call them the Young Avengers. What I think is going to happen is that whenever they finally team up, whether they call them the Champions or whatever, there's going to be some line of dialogue where they're all teamed up in, like, saving people. Mm. And and some, some civilian's going to be like, who are you guys? And they're going to be like, we're the Avengers. And he's going to be like, no, you're not. Maybe, like, the Young <laughs> Avengers or something. I could see that. I mean, it's... I, I would hate it. Perfect Marvel quippy writing, you know? Yep, yeah, I was going to say, I don't like it, but I definitely think that that's something that Marvel would write. But I think um, with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, they're laying very much the groundwork for the Secret Wars, which is where the incursions come from. Um, oh. I don't know what is going to happen in that... 
I also, I've been reading Secret Wars. It's a hard book to get through because there's just so many things happening. But essentially, like, it seems like Doom and Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange band together during the incursion of their universe and create a battle world where they're able to keep a lot of people alive of and avoid the incursion. But the only one that seems to remember not living on battle world is the Fantastic Four that's still alive because a lot of them aren't, and Miles Morales. So, like, that... the story that I'm reading is going to be really, really hard to get to in the MCU without, like, another five years of storytelling, unless they're going to completely well, switch it up and have Kang take the role of Doom. I was going to say, I mean, like, another five years of storytelling doesn't sound out of the picture for them. Oh, no, not at all. Um, but that's weird. So you said the Fantastic Four and Miles Morales. And not the entire Fantastic Four, because really the only one that's left is Sue in her true form, and Johnny is alive, but I wouldn't call it living. He's not He's not active. Word. Okay. It's just weird to me that, like, at that point, uh, I can't... You read the uh, uh, Flashpoint Beyond or whatever, right? Yeah. So Very I different remember, from Secret Wars. I, 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 I can't remember if it was from... It must not have been from that. It must have been from the uh, Dark Knight New Gods that I read. But they brought back Psycho Pirate. Do you yeah, know who that character is? talking about, yeah. No. A DC character called Psycho Pirate? I mean, I assumed that much. So, okay. So, basically, <laughs> like, his... I don't know what his exact power set is, but his whole, like, deal in DC is that, like, he remembers... Every version of the universe that has ever existed oh, across okay. DC Comics. Okay. So, like, like he's been around since, you know, the original shit, but he remembers that shit as it's changed from, like, mm. from Crisis to Flashpoint to whatever. Like, he remembers every version of the DC universe. So, it's weird to um, me that, like, the Fantastic Four and Miles would be, like, those characters in that version. And it's not necessarily that they remember, it's that Doom allows them to in a sense, and Miles just kind of slips under the radar. I'm really not far enough to say yet, just because it, it's a hard read to work through. Um, but I think, like, so, let's go to the, the post credit scene now, when Strange is walking down the street, and Clea is like, hey man, you caused an incursion, you gotta come with me to go fix it. I really, really think that that incursion has something to do with the creation of Kang the Conqueror. I don't disagree with that. Um, I will say that you're getting a little ahead of yourself where he's walking down the street and then collapses because his third eye sprouts first. But I also think there's a big time gap in between those two moments. Is there? I thought that he stood I mean, up from that to then meet with Cleo. I also Boy, thought so that, looked, that looked very stupid. The third eye? Yeah, the I, third thought eye. It looked, I thought it looked Doesn't bad. look great. No, they doesn't need look to, great. They need to do some work on that. Like they need to make it look different. It's just literally just a, a, like it. Yeah, they need to make it look like yeah. a little bit more um, evil, maybe because it's from the Darkhold. But yeah, I, I thought that looked bad. So one thing we opinion. kind of glossed over is the sinister strange of all this, and their fight with the musical notes is oh, one of the, the music. most like captivating scenes I've ever seen in a movie in my entire life. I, I love that so scene. So goddamn cool. When it when it first started, I was just like, I was like, really. Like, like, I, when he was, when Doctor Strange was doing it at first, and he, like, he, like, attacked him with it, I was like, that was sick. Yeah. And then, like, and then, uh, 
Evil Strange, like, reverted it back into, like, another musical string. Yeah. And like, at first I was like, okay, well, that was stupid. And then it just kept happening. I was like, no, this is art. This is cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that was... I would rank that in the top three parts of that movie. I think that the Illuminati was super dope. That fight was super cool. And then the part where Strange and America are just, like, falling through multiverses. And, like, the textures change. The animation changes. Yeah. There's, like, the paint one. They fall through, like, dinosaur <laughs> land. Like, Were we paint in one of those <laughs> multiverses? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get stuck in that one. Um, it's super hard to eat. So, <laughs> at the end of the movie, when America's like, fine, I'll give you what you want since I can't stop you. And she star blasts at her butthole. And, like, the the portal opens up. So, uh, wait, hold, no, shut, shut up. I'm, I'm talking. The, the portal opens up right into the living room, right in front of Wanda's kids. Watching yeah. TV, do they just not see the portal? No, so, her, I, what her, I, I thought about this a lot. What her intention was. Me too. Was she, she's like, I'm going to give you what you want. And she opened that portal. What her intention was, was to let Wanda take over that version of the other Wanda. That's not what but, I'm talking about. No, it wasn't. I that's not at all what her... I 100% no, think that's what it was. But, but then she turned back to Strange, and Strange was like, give it a minute. And Wanda just started looking at them, and was like... And that's when all the shit started to unfold. No. Her no, kids that, were afraid of her, and that's, all that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm literally specifically talking about... When a giant-ass star portal to a different dimension opened up five feet in front of these kids' faces, and they didn't seem to notice, in the slightest, until Wanda walked through it. So, can they not see the portal right in front of them until she walks through it? Or, like, until... No, I think they could, because, like, they kind of all were, like, taken aback at what was happening. They didn't, like, understand it until Wanda walked through, or no, was pushed I, through, I'm gonna I I'm going to have to watch it again, but I would bet 10 bucks that they were just sitting there watching the television the entire time until she walked through. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I I don't remember well enough to say. But, no, Jim, I think you're off. I think, so the entire time Wanda's whole thing is that, like, no, I'm being reasonable, I'm not a monster, I'm not this, I'm not that. So when that portal gets opened, America Chavez isn't trying to let her stay there. What That's not going to help anything. She'll find a way to get back and get those powers. She's trying to show Wanda what's actually happening, like the person that she has become in pursuit of the life she wants. I... Because, like, when Wanda, when the Scarlet Witch sees, like, the kids, like, cowering is, like, a heartbreaking scene because, like, in that moment she becomes very soft and, like, motherly again, but, like ultimately like scares the shit out of those kids and i think that's where like the character break happens so that's where wanda becomes more present and the scarlet witch becomes semi-repressed i can see that point of view but for me what i saw was america being like i'm in control of my powers now screw this i'm just gonna give you what you wanted in the beginning which was to take over another version of yourself who had kids so she opens up the portal and then, at that point, Wanda is faced with the reality of body snatching another version of herself in front of her kids. And America was going to close the portal behind her, but she turned back to Doctor Strange, and Strange was like, he like held up his finger or whatever, and was like, give it a minute. Uh, maybe. Yeah. That's I, again, I, I need thought. to rewatch it, but That's I just... That's what I thought happened. And so, at that point, she didn't close it, and Wanda had to sit there with the reality that of... realization. ...of killing those kids mother in front of them to become her and just couldn't do it 
Like okay, that's yeah, what, that, I guess, that's how, yeah, how that I interpreted sense. that. Other but, than that, um, it's up to interpretation. I think beyond, honestly. yeah, um, beyond that, we got a lot of cool like reference quotes, and this is kind of where I'm going to close it because like I've I've said all my thoughts, but there were a couple cool like references and things in the movie. So like one of the quotes we get is like, "Oh, in the grand calculus of the multiverse, your sacrifice means more than your life." Strange says that to Peter Parker about the villains in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yep. And we hear the other Strange say that to America Chavez. And I thought that was a really cool callback, and I like that line a lot just because, like, it's very heavy-handed and means the a grand, lot. But the like, grand calculus of the multiverse is such a weighted It's sentence. just such a... That and using, like quantum for everything in ant-man they have the same feel to me where i really like it as an audience member but i need a little bit of like clarification (laughs) yeah yeah that's fair and other than that um when the illuminati goes to fight wanda and strange is still like handcuffed and he's talking to professor x um mordo is also there and he's like we can't trust this strange we can't trust him he's like he says to Mordo, he's like, well, just because somebody has stumbled and lost their way doesn't mean that they're lost forever. And he says that, so, Patrick Stewart, Professor X, says that to James McAvoy's Professor X in the X-Men Days of Future Past, like, word for word. Hmm. During the climax Magneto. of that movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was tough. So that makes me think that, like, maybe Professor X also has a little bit of, like, multiverse experience in him. But I can't say for sure. Do you guys have any other, like, kind of final thoughts on Doctor Strange? I did enjoy it. I think, as a whole, it opens a lot of doors and confuses people, but I'm excited to see where they go with it. So, Mark said, what, six and a half, seven out of ten? Yeah, I'm... After talking about it again, I think I'm leaning towards the six and a half. See, I was much more <laughs> towards, like, the eight, eight and a half, nine. I, I like this one very much. Very much. I've nine? settled at like a an nine. Uh, not quite nine. That's why I said like eight, eight and a half. I like. There were a couple things I've settled that, at an eight. You know that even irked eight. me, but because especially for like in, the individuality of an MCU movie, like it, it was up there for sure. I would give uh, No Way Home a nine, and that's probably one of my favorite MCU movies ever. And I don't think I, I don't think any of them are a ten. In my opinion. Fair enough. I mean, again, a lot of it is left to, like, that interpretation, you know? Like, I can't debate that with you. That's just how you feel about it, you know? Winter Soldier is pretty, pretty close to a 10 for me. That's my second favorite, so I, I would, I would I agree. I get behind that. But anyways, yeah, um, like, it, it's, it's, high, it's higher on the list than others, for sure. Yeah, Especially I, because of, like I said, the director being able to do what they wanted to do with it. Yeah, I'm going to need, just going forward with the MCU, between the back half of Moon Knight, uh, Shang-Chi, this movie, if if it's going to keep my attention and, like, the hype, like, my personal hype for it, it's going to need more Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow type movies. I just, think, I think just, you're out of luck man. on all three of those counts, my Yeah, friend. man. Well, no, I just mean like those, <laughs> not, not, not those movies specifically, just like those kinds of more grounded human stories compared to... I think... That, that's that's fair. It's just funny that you named the literal literal three characters who are dead. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what I mean. like Yeah, like that type of storytelling. I think the next one we'll get that's similar to that is um, 
probably Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I feel like that one will be relatively grounded. I can't I can't see them doing anything too like nutty. <coughs> you know what I mean? Like that's also another. I think they'll get a little. I didn't like too much. I think Black they'll Panther. get a little weird with like the Wakanda technology with that one. I don't really expect it to be grounded. If I'm being honest. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of wraps up our strange segment. We do have a little bit of comic stuff to talk about, but if you don't want to stick around for that, Mark, you don't have to. It's already run yeah, a little I've longer been, than I expected. I, I've been holding a fart for an hour, and I'm about I'm like a balloon in here, so I'm going <laughs> to... Well, we appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thanks um, for having me on. You absolutely. We'd point? love to have... Yes. <laughs> I mean, it is 1.30 in the morning, so I don't, I don't blame you. We'll probably only talk for another... 10 minutes, I'd guess, at that point, probably. Yeah, comics won't take me very long. I mean, two of the things I bought I haven't read yet, so it's just kind of like talking about like that stuff. But all right, well, good night, Mark. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, thanks so much. Oh, man. I was really trying to fart on the way you, out I of wanted here. you to do it before you <laughs> I was waiting for you to just shit your pants on Oh, I, I had it loaded earlier. I should have taken my shot. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, right, that but... kind of wraps up our Doctor Strange conversation, and the same weekend as Doctor Strange was free comic book day, so we have a little bit of comic book action to talk about here, uh, and you actually went to the comic book store and picked up some stuff. I actually did. I really did it, guys. And I'm sorry I got you into it, because it is just a pit of, I want to read that, I want to read that, I want to read that, I want to read that. Yeah, I mean, I already mentioned the one comic I read about, uh, it was like, <laughs> like Dark Knight's Dawn of the New Dark God Knight. or something. Yeah, there's like Dark Knight Dawn of the New God. I think you picked up one of the Death Metal books, which I know nothing about other than that. That was the Death really Metal book. People really liked them. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Oh, you picked up the Fortnite crossover, which is a book I will still probably put my get my hands on just because like it's another one of those timestamp books, dude, like... That will be able to sit in my comics box, and in 15, 20, however many years, like, somebody will pick that book up and go, what the hell happened? So, I want, this is one of the ones that I've actually read so far, and I want to kind of, um, I want to say sell it to you, because if you've never played Fortnite, it's not for you. I'll say that much. But, it's interesting in the fact where, like, it seems like the basis of the story is Batman gets sucked into the Fortnite universe and doesn't understand why he's a Fortnite skin and is basically like, I'm, uh, like, I'm, I'm, you know, forced into this area and anyone that I encounter, all they want to do is fight to the death. And I don't know why. And then he encounters Catwoman and he's like, this person, I, I feel like I know them from somewhere. And the two of us, it's us versus everyone. And it's very clearly, like, him and Catwoman get dropped into a duo in Fortnite and don't know why. Mm, I gotcha. And the comic kind of ends with them finishing out the match, I guess. And it just kind of ends there with you don't really know what happens next. And it was it was all, like, super Batman inner monologue. is like all the dialogue you got, him not knowing what's going on and kind of explaining it from his aspect. And honestly wasn't a bad comic like i <laughs> i actually quite enjoyed it as i read it. it it wasn't bad yeah i mean i'm i'm glad you enjoyed it i really uh i like 
seeing people enjoy comic books. Um, so I'm glad that you enjoyed the first ones you picked up, at least, like, you know what I mean? See, you say that, but I hate the fact that at this point I'm probably going to actually pay for the next one. <laughs> I legitimately hate that about myself. But it is what it is. Yeah, um, other than that, I'll run through what I picked up on Free Comic Book Day. Um, I picked up, uh, the two free pick, free books I picked up are the Dark Crisis Special Edition, which is a number zero, and the Judgment Day, which is Avengers, X-Men, and Eternals all getting into some kind of conflict that will then kick off in a bigger series for Marvel next month. And I'm so upset so because two... when I walked into the store, I walked over to the free comic book table, and I was looking at it, there was one copy of that Avengers book left. And I was like, ah, like, I'll, I'll snag it on my way out. By the time I was on my way out, it was gone. And I should have just picked it up when I got there. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I'll, I'll let you read mine. It's, it's, the first one is, this one's very much just like setting up things that I feel like will be <clears throat> rehashed later on. But essentially what's going on is the, we, as we know, the Eternals exist on Earth to fight Deviants. But Druig has kind of decided that he sees the X-Men and what they're doing as a deviation from humanity and feels that the Eternals need to deal with it. Huh. That sounds kind of cool. And that the, the Avengers are going to work as the median because, like, they don't always agree with the X-Men, but, like, they're not going to let the Eternals just wipe them from the face of the Earth, you know? Like, right. Huh. That's I'm cool. also not entirely convinced that the Eternals could do that to the X-Men, just based on how powerful some of them are. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that but either. I guess, but I guess, I don't know, I don't know comic book Eternals well enough to say. But then, other than that, I picked up, uh, from my pull list, the first book of Flashpoint Beyond came out, and I'm hooked, dude. I love this series already, and I've read two books. So I'm, I have zero and number one. I'm glad that you like it. Um, I will say that I also picked up Flashpoint Zero, Flashpoint Beyond Zero. Mm -hmm. Have not gotten the chance to read that one yet. So, I know what little bit you told us before, but I would, at this point, probably not want you to spoil the actual number one. No, I won't. Um, but basically, it's just that, like, Thomas Wayne is well aware that he should not exist, but does. Okay. I kind of figured that much, at least, why. going into it, but... He's, he's confused as to why I, their universe is still a thing, at least. Yep. So he's trying to figure out, like, who in the Speed Force did this and why and what happens now. That's that's all I'm going to tell you. If you're going to pick up any comics lately, this is one to pick up because this one is very, very cool. But I guess, like, it does have, like, you need the knowledge of, like, what is the Flashpoint, what happened, and then, like who is this Batman? So, like, if you have a little bit of raw knowledge, like, maybe just, like, watch the Flashpoint movie and then yeah. pick this up, because that'll clarify a lot of your questions about what that is. Yeah, um, I yeah that, super I dope that would book. Do just the enough. art is amazing. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, I will, at this point, I guess, try to sell... The, the, the other one that I've read that I actually picked up was... I, oh, God, I can't remember the exact title, but it's, it's Dark Knight's... Rise of the New God, I think. Pretty sure I think that's what the title metal, is. Death Metal, Rise of the New Gods. Death Metal, Rise of the New God, yeah. Er, I, I don't it's, know. It's, got, it's gotta be. Something like that. Um, yeah. Super heady. Um, there's a lot of, like, 
two titans fighting in the background final space style like bigger mm. than life characters fighting as like other things are going on with like smaller real life characters um yeah they get very much into like the mobius chair like mobius Ooh, okay. and the mobius chair were, was a big character in that first panel which is honestly like once i saw that i was like oh like i'm i'm in this <laughs> um yeah i don't want to spoil too much um I haven't read much of the the Dark Knights Metal um, series. I, I have actually. <laughs> my mic is currently sitting on the uh, graphic novel of Dark Knights Metal, the original run. <laughs> so I, I need to read it. But reading that one comic, you know, kind of reignited my spark for wanting to read more into that universe. And Word. it, yeah, I, I'm into it for sure. Um, the last, like, single issue I picked up is the number one Obi-Wan Star Wars book that is coming out, and I love that they started it the same month that the Kenobi series is going to premiere. Um, this book is, it looks like it's going to dive into, like, I think it's, I think it's a limited run book, I don't know how long, but it seems like every issue is going to delve into, like, different pieces of Obi-Wan's life. Because this one is very much like, it's old Ben getting ready for a sandstorm, and he's, he talks about how, like, if he were to journal every single tat, or, uh, sandstorm on Tatooine, he'd have been about, he'd, he'd have been out of journals to fill decades ago. Hmm. And then goes into some deeper memories of him as a youngling at the Jedi Temple, and one of his friends, uh, leaving the temple because she had a vision of something happening to her family, and then he had to he followed her and tried to stop her. And then when he got back, Yoda made him do chores. And that's kind of where the book left off. <laughs> um, that sounds interesting. Um, that was one that actually, as I was kind of wrapping up my excursion to my local comic shop, which I it was the first time I went there, I bought nothing. The second time <laughs> was this most recent time. Um, but that was one that <clears throat> as I was wrapping it up, I heard somebody be like, Oh, you got, you got any of the OB number ones? And, I was, and the guy's like, oh, no, we sold out of them yesterday. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I probably would have grabbed that if there were any. They had a surprising amount at my store. I grabbed one of what looked like 10 or 12 on the shelf. Oh, damn. Maybe you got there on shipment and it, day I mean, something. it only came out It only came out on Wednesday. Like, it came out on Star Wars Day. So it had only been out for three days, but I still expected it to just fly. I figured it'd be like I'd buy it on eBay aftermarket because I'd yeah. do that with my Thor books. Yeah, that makes sense. Other um, than that, um, we I just have two graphics that I bought on sale. Okay. Um, we've been watching Doom Patrol. I was into it enough to buy Doom Patrol brick by brick. Um, I haven't started it yet, but I'm very excited to. Um, one thing that really drew me to it is like I saw, like, oh, cool, Doom Patrol. I'm going to pick that up, and I'm going to flip through it and see it. And then I saw that it was written by Gerard Way, who is the front man of My Chemical Romance. And that was like, I, I'm like, I gotta buy that, you know? Like, I gotta see what that dude has to write in the Doom Patrol. I didn't realize that that was who that was at that point. Because I know he made... Yeah. Uh, he made... Uh, Umbrella Academy. Um, yeah, Umbrella Academy. But I didn't realize that he also wrote on Doom Patrol. That's cool. Yeah, no. So as soon as I saw that, I'm like, well, I don't need to flip through it. I'm just gonna buy it. And I did. And then I picked up, um, it's an 
image book called Radiant Black. I did start this one. Super cool so far. Um, but it's basically like this dude like is a failed writer. He moves back to his hometown after a night of drinking. This like little like black hole thing that's like similar to the logo on the book is just like floating, and he grabs it, and then he gets like this cool suit and some sort of powers that I'm not quite clear on yet. But like it's a cool read, and it's definitely going to lead to something. I feel like Radiant Black is 100% something we could see on Amazon in the next two years. Like it, it um, feels like that type of book to me. It looks really cool based on like images that I searched up. It kind of looks almost. Uh... Green Lantern Corps-ish, sort of? I'm kind of getting that vibe from it. That, and they're working on setting up their own, like, connected universe. Like, they started a book called Rogue Sun that, I mean, literally flew off shelves. I couldn't, I can't find it anywhere. And it just started. Like, there are only three issues deep, I think, and I can't, can't find it. Jeez. So, again, I think we could very much see... Amazon or Netflix or somebody like buy the rights from Image and we're going to get we we could potentially see like an Avengers Justice League level crossover in these series at some point. Yeah, that would be super cool. But yeah, that's uh my comics haul. I free comic book day was super cool. Um my store, they were doing like raffles every hour on the hour. Um there was the free comics <sighs> Everything on the wall was on sale. All the graphic novels were on sale. Toys were on sale. And then all of the, like, silver and bronze age books that were not, like, pristine conditions or first appearances were, like, a quarter apiece. Like, oh, so I flipped through a bunch. Didn't buy any. Probably should have. But, you know, live and learn. <laughs> the only ones I should have bought were the Vigilante and Nightwing books. Those are the only ones that I regret leaving <laughs> in the box. Yeah, that's, like, one of those times where you want to, like, do two days worth of research, like... Who had their first appearance in what? And, like, try to pick up those types of books? I am going to jump on that soon. Like, that is my plan for kind of the summer is to start researching first appearances because, like, I always said I wasn't going to be that comic collector that, like, I want to collect first appearances. Well, I want to collect first appearances. Yeah, it kind of gets to that point. (laughs) Yeah, man. Because, like, I I do collect them to read them as far as storylines go, but, like, those old, like, super old books, I don't need to read those. Especially, like, Moon Knight, num- the first Moon Knight appearance happened in a Werewolf Werewolf by Night 37, I think. Like, I don't really care what happened. It's just, you know, the first time we see Moon Knight. And the cool store I go to recently got a graded copy of that. Yeah, you even told me about that. That's really cool. Next time I go, I'm probably going to have to ask him how much it is. <laughs> More than you want to, probably. I'm sure it is, yeah. Especially considering the show just wrapped up. If I would have got, if they would have been there like a year ago, I think I'd have been free and clear to pay like not too much for it. Fifty bucks, maybe at most. <laughs> graded stuff is always a little more expensive, just because like it's expensive to get stuff graded. But sure, sure I'll, I'll do it. You know. But yeah, I think that I think kind of wraps it. us up. So you can follow us on Twitter at Nonsense Nerds, or follow us on Instagram at Mostly underscore nerdy underscore nonsense sorry it it just like escapes me mid still, like mid trying to spit it out it, it takes a little bit to get used to for sure um you can also <laughs> give us a five-star review on apple podcasts spotify wherever you listen to us um and then when the episode gets posted i'm sure we'll post a question on spotify on twitter on instagram just to get your thoughts on dr strange like maybe we'll talk about the cameos question about that there'll be a question 
Literally just, anything. Just give us your answer and yeah. we'll talk about it. Yeah. So for Mostly Nerdy Nonsense, I am Zane. And I'm Jim. And remember, in the grand calculus of the multiverse, your life means nothing. But for us, in the grand calculus of this podcast, your life means everything. Thanks for sticking with us tonight. Bye.